What's the nature of your emergency? Welcome back to the Tactical Living Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Walton, joined by Detective Walton. Clint, how are you? I'm good. You're a year older. I know. How old are you? 37. <laughs> I had to tell him that so that he would remember how old he is when people ask, because it's a rare question to get. And when you're on the receiving end of it, it's easy to feel like you're put on the spot and you have to kind of calculate the years when you start to get older. Normally, I always have to do the math to add up how old I am. Or you give me that look. Yeah. <laughs> and I just stand there and stare at you, waiting to see what you're going to say. <laughs> Same thing happened to me. Same thing happens to all of us. So happy birthday. Thank you. Your birthday isn't today, but it was yeah. a couple of days ago. And that's why I'm bringing that up because in today's episode, we're going to talk about how you're turning into a zombie. So just sit back, relax, and enjoy today's content. I have traumatic experiences with zombies. I don't know <laughs> if we should bring this up. I mean, we, we've talked about it before in previous ep- episodes, but I'm telling you, zombies are one thing that they try getting me. Well, we're talking about zombies that actually have life to them still. Oh. And it was your birthday, and I was looking up a recipe for a keto cake because we're not really eating carbs. And as soon as I opened up YouTube, there's a new change to their algorithm where it doesn't take you to just like the home screen of all of the videos that you're subscribed to. Instead, it takes you to YouTube shorts. And so as soon as I opened up the app, it takes me to this short. And of course, everything is based on content that you've engaged with in the past. And there's this short video and there are 60 seconds or less. And it's this guy named Justin Prince. And I'm like, who is this guy? And it's been a long time since somebody has said something that makes me pause and wonder, like, he said something so profound, I need to know who he is. And what he said was that it's never been a better time for us to step into our greatness and to do all the things that we've told ourselves that we want to do, whether it's starting a business or getting our bodies in shape or starting to run for um, political office. You know, we've talked about that a lot, Clint. And he says that it's because we live in a world where we're surrounded by people who are literally turning into zombies. And what he meant by that is we're getting so brainwashed with everybody living through technology that it's difficult and rare to find somebody who's not in that mist. And I'm saying that because I'm thinking in my head, how many people do I know who will either do this with intention, which is an incredible feat, or who completely live off of the grid? And I know a few people who do live completely off of the grid. I know somebody who lives in Alaska so remote that they need to go into town, which is something like six hours away from where they live, just to be able to access the internet. (laughs) And... He's talking about the notion of us finding it difficult to disconnect disconnect our lives from technology, from social media, from television, from media, and to just find the time and space with ourselves. And think about that for a second. Think about the last time that you were in a room with just yourself or your family or even people that you work with, 
and you're surrounded by silence. That silence almost becomes piercing because it's becoming more and more difficult to have that for ourselves. And it's certainly becoming more difficult for us to allow that for ourselves. And what I mean by that is with intention to be able to maybe pause and have three to four hours of time where you don't have the social distractions, you don't have any kind of input. And what I mean by input is typically the first thing that we do every morning is we glance at our phone. Maybe we see what time it is, but then we also see all the other things that come along with seeing what time it is. Yeah, it's something that I am definitely guilty of. I mean, you glance at your phone, you turn off your alarm, and then you see what the news updates were. I mean, I think back and I, I had a notification pop up, and this is the first one that comes to mind that Fox News put out that John Bon Jovi died, and he was seven year, 70 years old. And every time an alert comes up on my phone, one of those banners comes up, and it doesn't have to be a text message or anything, it's just any notification, I have to glance at it. It's that urge that you have to see what's going on, making sure you're not missing something. When I think back to when we were younger and we didn't have cell phones, and I'm thinking about the way that it felt to wake up in the morning, whether it was to get ready for school or waking up on the weekend and not having that sense of distraction and just being in the moment, you you started to reflect on things like how you felt when you woke up, how you slept that night, maybe a dream that you had. And it made it easier to enter the day of reality versus what this Justin Prince is considering to be zombie land, where people are so caught up in the minutiae of you know, let's use the Johnny Depp example mm-hmm. where we mentioned that before, but after the trial had ended, that was all that you saw, right? Yeah. And people were talking about that at work and I'm like, what are you talking about? I had no clue on, they're talking about, oh, is it going to be 5 million or 10 million? And I'm like, I don't have a clue what you're even talking about. And so it makes me wonder because it, it's a challenge and it becomes more and more difficult. Even for me, this is something that I've practiced for years just to have that distraction free zone in my mind. And most people don't allow that for themselves. And we have these apps and these devices on our phones and even iPhones have it integrated straight into it. But most people don't even know how to turn on the distraction free setting on their phone where someone texts you and you get an automatic reply pretty much saying like, don't fuck with me right now. I'm busy doing my own thing and living in the real world. Yeah. And I think even for me, every night I turn out and I have it where it turns on the do not disturb between eight and five in the morning or eight and six in the morning. So I don't get any alerts and I don't, my phone doesn't make those dinging noises or anything unless it's an emergency. And and I have it set for those specific people who If they have to get a hold of me, they can. And we're very fortunate to have a home gym. Exercise is a great example of this because I've seen videos of people or heard stories of people where they're working out and, you know, it seems like they're more fixated on taking that perfect veiny photo of their bicep instead of actually doing the work. (laughs) And I don't have my phone near me at all when I'm working out. That's 100% my time where I do not want anything apart from my music and myself when I'm in our gym. And I'm wondering how we could all implement this more in our lives to have these distracted free moments 
where we're with ourselves, we're reconnecting with ourselves, we're allowing ourselves the space and the freedom of our minds to start to develop that wonder and creativity again, because we're getting so far from that. It's so important. And I think it almost, it, there's a two parts within that. It's not only for yourself, but to let those people know who are so used to having you available to them saying, Hey, when my phone's in do not disturb mode, I'll get back to you when I'm able to. If it's an emergency, there's different approaches that you can take is call another family member. It's, it's just, there's so many routes that you can take to be able to still have that contact. I mean, I have partners who, I was just talking about this the other day with somebody is, Growing up, we never had cell phones. We never had ways of people getting a hold of us and, and the accessibility has not always been there. We've gotten so spoiled now with it that it's it's a it's a luxury. It's not a like a staple in our lives. And that's the biggest thing we have to remember and people say oh well my eight-year-old kid they ha I have to have contact with them all the time I'm like what did you do when you were a kid like what did your parents do so accept that yeah and we don't understand how much we're devaluing ourselves and how much we are altering the relationships that we have with other people based on the, that accessibility and what's coming to mind for me is my dad for example my dad thinks that if his phone rings or if he has a notification on his phone, he has to look at it right now. And it's it's really sad and sickening to see how compulsive he's become because of his relationship with his cell phone. And this is a lot of people. I, I see that connection between the electronic devices that people carry with them and the relationship that they have. They are more most certainly a servant and allowing these devices to be the master. And I also think about how much it ruins the credibility of somebody when, for example, like people that I work with, clients and things like that, I can't imagine them having 24-7 access to me. I have very specific time blocks on when I will allow people to be communicative with me. And people learn that that becomes habit. People learn that that's the schedule, right? Whether it's me inside of our Facebook group or responding on Messenger or text message or email, whatever it is, nobody will ever have access to me 24-7, including you, Clint. Mm -hmm. And that really goes to show how much I value myself and I value my time. It's something that I'm incredibly selfish with. And I think that we all need to learn to be selfish with that. And if it's not for ourselves... I think about sitting in a room with my dad and that compulsive behavior and how much it angst me, how much I, I don't envy that and how sad it is that somebody could have such a deep relationship with their device. And I wouldn't dare say this to him, but it's more, far more important than the relationship that he has with me and the relationship that he has with anybody else in the world. And I'm, as he says, the most important person in his life but not so important that he could ever just disconnect that phone for even an hour. He, he is, it's that much of a sickness. And a lot of people don't look at it that way, but I believe it is most certainly a sickness. 
And it goes to show that this Justin Prince really has it right, in my opinion, where people are walking around like zombies. And so if we could be that that one person, maybe it would even be that one percent who's deciding to go against the grain and to reclaim ourselves as humans and to disconnect from that technology. I don't think that there could ever be a time better than now where it's more important. So I hope you've gotten some value out of today's episode. Clint, thank you for joining me. My pleasure. If you have, do me a favor, drop a review, subscribe down below. And as always, know that I'm sending you a long, tight hug from my home to yours.